I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to be looking at why relaxation is so important it's the first thing I think about before I think about anything else when I get on a horse it has the ability to completely change your horse's way of going for the better but also for the worse usual disclaimer before we start then that I do not claim to know everything I'm still learning as everyone else is in our industry but I hope that by sharing the things that I've learned so far along my journey that I might be able to help um, others in some way too Please do share this podcast then with anyone you think it might help and do let me know how you get on when putting this into practice. For those that don't follow me already, on Instagram it's jessicagale underscore rider and on Facebook it's jessicagale dressage. I apologise for the fact that I don't have an intro, like an intro to my podcast yet. I'm, I really want it to be good and I don't know whether I'm being too much of a perfectionist but I just can't seem to quite get it right yet so... It will be here soon, um, but it's not here yet. So I'm sorry for that firstly, Um, but let's get straight into it. So if you have a horse then that you feel resists you, goes around with a head in the air, you struggle to make go round or gets really stiff, then this is the podcast that you need to listen to. I want to divide relaxation into two parts, mental and then physical. So if you have both of these, then you have a horse that enjoys their work, is happy to make mistakes, but tries and has a body whose muscles are relaxed that you can manipulate and control, whether you're compressing him or lengthening him or wanting to move his neck or back or push the quarters more on your half pass or anything like that. You can do that if the muscles are relaxed. When you have a tense horse, though, whether that's mentally or physically, you don't have control over them. They're almost in defence mode. So I want to start first with mental relaxation, because if you have a horse that's mentally tense, they are more than likely to also be physically tense too. It's also worth remembering that a horse is a flight animal. 
They are biologically built to be ready to run away from predators. So when we look at their mental relaxation, we need to think about the most basic principle of making them feel safe and making them feel happy and enjoying it. If you have a positive reward in place with your horse, that's it's just a simple case of rewarding horse, the horse every time they relax. This can be a case of simply walking around the arena until you feel that moment when they breathe out and chill and then just rewarding them for that. But mental relaxation is always going to be a much longer term project as it will take time. But it's about building up those positive experiences. Generally, a horse is tense mentally because they either don't understand what they're supposed to do and what you expect of them or they're scared. Keep sessions short and keep the horse only slightly out of his comfort zone. It's a fine line between pushing your horse to challenge them and progress and pushing them to the point where they feel overchallenged, where they feel like they can't achieve what they or what we want them to. Every session though needs to end on a high and there needs to be loads of praise put into within that session. Start with the most basic of basics to build up that confidence and build up that positivity, even if it's just walking around and making sure they stay relaxed. And then you can build up to trotting around and staying relaxed and so on. It's about giving them the positivity and the preferably amount of good experiences there. But giving them different experiences too, like pole work or hacking in different environments or in hand work. Keeping the variety will keep them interested in what you're doing and it will add in that extra bit of chill time almost. Add into that then a ton of patience and you will get there. The key thing is not to put pressure or push the horse as this will only add to the tension. Keep it chilled, keep it fun, keep it very low key, just keep them simple and positive. When we come to looking at physical relaxation then, it's a real scale. Some horses have a tense mouth, some have a tense neck and there are some horses that go around with every muscle clenched so tight. It's important to check first two things. One, that your horse isn't mentally tense. If they are, you need to fix that first. And number two, that they're not um, sore in the back or the saddle doesn't fit or the teeth are a problem or anything like that. Once you've kind of been given the all clear on both of those, you can then move on to thinking about the training. Physical relaxation works hand in hand with suppleness. If your horse is soft in the mouth, they're soft in the neck, they're soft in the back, they will naturally always be more supple. Think of it as like a piece of wood isn't soft and therefore it's not supple and it's not like malleable. We can't make it smaller and we can't make it longer and we can't bend it in any way without breaking it. A piece of blue tack on the other hand then is soft and squishy. We can compress it, we can stretch it out. It's supple and it's malleable. We want our horses to be like blue tack, not like wood. If a horse is relaxed and soft in the mouth, neck and back, then they will no doubt be round too. So if you struggle with keeping your horse round, relaxation and suppleness will be your issue. A horse that is fixed in the back needs to give. And what you're looking for is that feeling that the horse becomes floppy and swingy. Like I always say, start all these exercises off in the walk first it's a slower pace, it gives you more time. Start with making sure your horse is soft in the mouth first, then soft in the neck, then soft in the back. You cannot have your horse soft in the back 
if they are not soft in the neck and mouth first. So as you'll be noticing with these podcasts, there's always a pattern, there's always a step-by-step routine. So step one is going to look at the mouth, then step two, we move on to the neck, then step three, we move on to the back. So step one, for a horse that's fixed in the mouth, this is where you want to start moving the bit by squeezing and releasing left and right with your hands until you feel they soften in the mouth. You'll probably also see as well that when they soften in the mouth, they'll drop in the neck a little bit. It's important to mention though, when I mean moving the bit, I do not mean putting the horse left and right and sawing them in the mouth. It's a really small, soft, like quick motion. As soon as they do this and they drop and they give in the mouth, go really quiet in your hand and praise them. Being consistent and repeating, so every time they become fixed in the mouth, you squeeze and release and move the bit until they become soft and then go quiet in the hand and praise them. That is the thing that is going to lead to the consistency coming. If your horse isn't consistent, you aren't being consistent with them. Consistency is always key. Once the horse understands that every time they become tense in the mouth, you're going to ask them to relax and this is what they're supposed to do, it will become more consistent. Once you feel like you've got that then, step two is looking at a horse that is fixed in the neck. And this is where we're going to look at flexing the horse. Now, generally a horse will be more fixed on one side than the other. It might be, so for example, I'm right-handed, my whole right side is naturally stronger. So if a horse is going to lean on one side with me, it's more than likely going to lean on the right side. Either way though, we're going to start in walk by flexing your horse to the inside. This is done by asking with your inside rein for them to turn their head to face inward, but they still got to keep moving forwards. Now you keep that hold on that inside rein until you feel they drop in the neck. Once you've done that and they've dropped and released, then you can then take them straight again. If you find when you flex your horse that they are just resisting against your inside rein, you can apply a little bit of squeeze and release until you feel they drop and give in the mouth and they give in the neck. This method then is applying the mouth softening technique of step one with the neck softening technique of step two. Again, it's all about the consistency of waiting for the drop in the neck until you take them straight. And then as soon as you feel they get tense again, you flex them again. If you feel like your horse, when you take them, when you take them straight after they've dropped, sticks their head in the air straight away, slow down the amount of time you take from the flex into the straight. So instead of just swinging them straight, take a few strides to just slowly take them straight instead. Once you and your horse become more experienced with this technique, you'll find you can apply it in like a mini version by just squeezing with the inside rein and you'll find your horse will naturally drop and give. This is a really great technique to have in your toolbox because you can use it in a test because it's really, really difficult to see, especially when you use it on like a corner or a circle or any moment where you need to ask your horse to flex to the inside. You can just give them a bit of a play with the inside rein and they'll drop and release. Now, the flexing part of step two is twofold because it does also start to soften the back. Once you have softened the neck, though, you can move to purely focusing fully on the back. The back is softened in two ways, horizontally or laterally. Basically, can your horse open out and contract its back through moving the pace forwards and back? 
that's your horizontal way of improving their softness and their relaxation. The lateral way then is can they move their spine left and right through movements like circles, serpentines, leg yields, half passes, so on. Making the horse's back relax horizontally first then is simply a case of teaching them when they go forwards they need to soften and move forwards and when they come back and collect they need to soften and come back. All this needs is you using your mouth, using the mouth and neck softening techniques until the horse softens, then push them forwards a little bit. Each time you feel the tension creep in, you soften the mouth and neck and then push them forwards again. Repeat the same way with your horse collecting and coming back. Always start pushing your horse forwards a little bit and then as they start to get better, you can push them more and more forward and more and more back. The fancy words for this is transitions within the paces. So we're working on their horizontal suppleness by using transitions within the paces. Making the horse's back relax laterally then involves the same method of softening before asking them to do something. But instead of pushing the pace forwards and back, you change the bend. So for example, make sure your horse is soft in the neck and mouth first, then ride a 20 metre circle or a 15 metre circle, or a 12, or a 10. Each time you feel they tense in the neck, right out of the movement, use your neck and mouth softening techniques, and then represent. Now, a lot of people um, might disagree with this because of the riding out part, but the way I look at it is, if you spend, if you try and get the neck and mouth softening done whilst you're still in the movement, it's going to take you longer to get it because you're going to be trying to keep them on whatever they're doing, and also get it done. Whereas if you take them out of it, get them back nice and quickly, and then put them back into it again, the horse will quickly learn that he has to do the circle, the 10 metre circle, the 20, the 15, while they're soft, and they have to keep it there. The same method works then when you're trying a leg yield. So make sure they're soft first, then go into a leg yield, and as soon as you feel they become tense, ride straight out of it, make them soft, and then put them back into the leg yield again. Now the key part here is always making sure you start easy and then get more difficult as they get better at it. So for example, if you've got a horse that's just starting to learn the leg yields, you're not going to make them soft and then throw them into a leg yield. You'll get them soft and then say, right, can you do a 20 metre circle? Okay, now can you do a 15? Okay, now can you do a 12? Now can you do a 10? And you see how you increase it slowly and make it progressively more and more difficult. So the horse understand and has a clearer idea of what you're actually asking of them so the reason why serpentine is so hard then is because you have to change the bend from left to right this is the biggest challenge to test your relaxation and suppleness because you're not just bending and taking them straight you're bending them one way and then going all the way past your straight line and taking them all the way the other way for advanced horses a similar challenging exercise is to change back and forth from a traver into a shoulder in whilst keeping that relaxation and suppleness. The important thing to remember is to allow yourself enough time to change the bend. So it's much more important that you spend 10 or 12 strides working on making sure that your horse stays soft all the way through the bend and taking it slowly rather than trying to whip them from right to left and risk then the head coming up and getting tension again. Once you have a horse, though, that is truly soft in the mouth, neck and back, 
you then have the building blocks in place to begin to look at the more advanced movements that really require this to be in place. These are your movements like the shoulder ins, the travers, the leg yields, the half passes, and then the counter pirouettes. These building blocks are the things that you can put in place now to help you find these movements easier when you get onto them. So I really hope you found this podcast useful. As usual, please do let me know if you tried any of the tips and let me know how it went. If you have any ideas for things you'd like me to talk about in the future, please do let me know. It's jessicagale underscore rider on Instagram and on Facebook it's jessicagale dressage. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.